0: Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And with that, let's continue with your show.
1: When it comes to business value, designers can transform markets by conveying these senses and values to all the stakeholders. With a deep understanding of consumer needs, designers need to connect the dots between market and design objectives to create business value. It can help develop meaningful and accessible products that provide a positive experience and improve people's lives. So how can designers adopt a multidisciplinary approach and bridge the gap between business and design? To know more about this theme, in this episode, we interact with Blessing Philip, Senior Design Manager at 3M. With over a decade and a half of industry experience across automotive, industrial, consumer, architectural, and healthcare domains, he holds expertise in industrial design, product design, design strategy, brand experience design, and much more. And that's why on our journey of discovering designering, we talked to him about the business enabler, design. Hello, Blessin. Welcome to Avantika Designering Podcast Series. Thank you so much for making time for this conversation today. Thanks, Rohit. It's my pleasure to be here. Great. So, blessing, as our icebreaker question, the creative skills of a designer aren't worth much until you put them to use daily. But how do you make time for that when we are always glued to our screens? How do we ensure that we set the right priorities, eliminate distractions, develop personal honesty, and follow the good practices to live a fully centered life that will ultimately be mirrored in our design.
2: This is a great uh, question to get started, uh, Rohit. Uh, Pretty relevant to the time that we are in. And uh, it actually reminds me of an article that I read about Isaac Newton, uh, how he described the year of the bubonic plague uh, as years of wonders. Uh, He developed the calculus theory of optics and the theory of gravity during that time when he was uh, under uh, quarantine, right? Uh, This certainly has a lot to do with uh, curiosity and having that creative drive to explore and do things. And I I think this is really relevant uh, in our current times, too, right? Uh, And it kind of reflects uh, in design, too, identifying new challenges being aware of uh, how uh, our consumption patterns are evolving, and uh, basically experimenting with, uh, with new tools. Because uh, when we eventually overcome this pandemic, uh, as science has always done, right, the world would have changed uh, for better. And we would realize that our old templates and the old models might not fit the new norm. Uh, and knowing that our past models might not be very useful for solving uh, our future problems. That's where I think the the ones who are curious and creative uh, will probably adapt and move faster and thrive.
1: Wow, that's an interesting outlook lesson in terms of how do we go out and connect the dots. Interesting. In fact, moving from the icebreaker lesson to your journey with over a decade and a half of expertise, in product creativity, brand experience planning, market value building, and talent growth. In fact, with expertise in the automotive, industrial, consumer, architectural, and healthcare industries, we would love to learn about your professional journey. How did it all work out? Did it work out as smoothly as it looks on a LinkedIn uh, uh, profile screen, or, or, or were there turbulence?s
2: i think it's more of uh, going uh, with the flow as a child uh, uh, i loved drawing and uh, craft uh, and it was really i was really passionate about about that uh, i also loved the beauty of machines cars and and bikes and uh, back in those days i was not aware of uh, industrial design as a profession and engineering was the closest uh, to what i enjoyed doing and then it was in my final year that i saw a seed poster uh, that kind of changed my life and I knew that uh, this is what I wanted to do uh, and I joined uh, IIT Delhi for the master's program in industrial design and I was actually fortunate enough to have an opportunity to follow my heart and take that road less travel because there uh, in, in IIT Delhi I was about learning new things about exploring uh, this desire to create something uh, new and more about new ways of learning and understanding, right? Uh, getting close to, uh, to users and also realizing that design happens outside uh, the four walls, right? And how you experience uh, things. So uh, designing uh, new wayfinding ways, uh, designing gadgets, motorcycles, uh, or just helping seniors with their uh, projects in crafting in mockups and prototypes. It was a uh, really beautiful time, and then from there uh, joining 3m was like entering a candy store of uh, technologies products and new possibilities right and this culture of curiosity and uh, very high standard of uh, ethics so my uh, initial years at 3m were focused on automotive projects uh, because of my background my previous uh, job uh, and i worked with uh, some of the top oems in uh, in india developing graphics and decals and there uh, I really learned about attention to uh, detail and developing a good uh, graphic sense. And because 3M gives uh, its employees uh, 15% time off from work to pursue any uh, work uh, that's passionate uh, that they are passionate about, uh, and there was no pressure from the management uh, on, uh, on that. Rather, they would encourage people to uh, do things that are outside of, of their uh, scope of work. Uh, and I used that uh, opportunity to uh, do product uh, design. And one of the first products that I uh, developed was actually a toilet brush for the Scotch-Brite uh, brand. And soon, we were developing uh, products for multiple brands within 3M 4 healthcare, transportation, safety, uh, industrial. Uh, uh, it was this period of inventions uh, uh, for us. And I, I still remember uh, a uh, few decades back when, uh, sorry, uh, it was like a decade back, in a, a market cleaning that we did in uh, Delhi uh, for scotch Pride kitchen cleaning product. In a blind test, when asked about the scotch Pride product, uh, the respondents said in Hindi, uh, uh, and this basically means that they understand our difficulties. And it, for me, it was really profound. And it just opened my eyes to the the responsibility a designer has in creating meaningful solutions for the user. Uh, how many brands uh, uh, do we say the same thing about? So the third phase of my uh, career in uh, 3 was about uh, being radically customer-focused, uh, bringing our brand to life for other designers, helping them uh, in their creative process through material exploration and it has really strengthened my belief in collaboration and bringing people together to solve complex problems.
1: Blessing. in fact, your career has ranged from becoming an engineer to earning a master's degree in industrial design and then doing management studies at time. Quite an interesting blend of technical plus creativity plus business, uh, uh, business aspect. You've you have worked hard to enable a system level approach to product creativity, brand experience, and market growth that is heavily focused on creating business value with deep understanding of customer need. The question that I have for you there, Lesson, is how has this influenced your design psychology and thought over time?
2: I believe I've been uh, really fortunate to be in places where uh, there was enough room to explore and do things that I found joy in. After my engineering degree, uh, I was selected for Air Force and at the same time got admission to the design course in IIT Delhi. And there was a six-month period for me to join the Air Force. And I decided to uh, give design a try and actually fell in love with the late night obsessing over form and function and uh, understanding uh, users and crafting new products and, and solutions. And that's I realized that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, and And also, in college, uh, you get an exposure to many new ideas. Uh, Not all of them uh, need to be as equally important for making your work meaningful. Uh, And you tend to find meaning uh, in few of those ideas when you start solving uh, real-world problems. Similarly, when I uh, started my career, in Hero Motors and later in 3M. I've had the opportunity to do things that I was really passionate about and learn what mattered the most to to me. Another equally important aspect uh, is the role of mentors. Uh, Along the way, I've had the chance to study and work with few amazing classmates, colleagues, managers, and mentors. Uh, And their thoughts have hugely influenced my approach to design. I think that I have probably learned early in my career the importance of surrounding myself with great minds, people from whom I can constantly learn. And college is an amazing place to make great friends uh, for life, uh, who to a great extent influence your thought process too. So. What I've come to realize is that to solve complex problems, one need to have a system-level approach. You need to bring in uh, multiple uh, aspects that you can consider. And today, I have a firm belief that design is a powerful innovation tool that can solve these complex business and social problems to really improve our lives. So I look for ways to uh, humanize technology in every opportunity that I get And this has helped me connect uh, brands with the end user and connect at a a deeper emotional level. Uh, So it is a delight when I'm able to inspire others uh, beyond their imagination through design.
1: Wow, that's an interesting Blessing. We've heard so many times about this interesting cultural policy of 3M about spending 15% of your time on developing on project of your own. So do you necessarily develop project in your domain or in the area of the business that the organization operates in, or, or you, could, you could be going wild with your ideas? How, and, and, and how does this, especially with all designers coming with creative ideas and uh, new energy uh, to, to the entire thing, how, how does it work together?
2: See, it really gives an opportunity for uh, any employee in 3M to explore uh, things that are pass- that they are passionate about. Uh, it need not be connected to the business. Uh, actually, uh, you're encouraged to work beyond what uh, you have been asked to to work at. So you would uh, look at things that uh, you care about the most, and then you would bring that back. And there are ways to to reward. Uh, these ideas and to nurture these uh, these ideas. And we have seen uh, many new businesses come out of these ideas that people have uh, brought. And, and you should also understand that this is the best way for the management to really tap into the exposure that people have with their end users, because it is based on their experience and it is not a top-down mandate, right? It is what the employees bring in to the organization from uh, outside. So, this is something that designers really uh, enjoy, and uh, they really utilize this uh, to bring out new ideas, to discuss new ideas, to change the way we think about uh, new opportunities that are there.
1: So, blessing, as designers, there's one observation. We must avoid forcing consumers to conform to our designs and instead produce something that is fundamentally adaptable to them. We don't want people who still have anything going against them to have the rest of the planet working against them as well. The question that I have for you there is, how can designers comprehend the significance of accessibility in design and incorporate it into the design process?
2: Uh, Here, I have uh, two points of view uh, on, on this aspect. Uh, one is, of course, like uh, we discussed earlier, to uh, being aware of the unique needs and challenges of the user is uh, super critical. We need to start with the, with the user and understand their needs. And we also looked at how uh, easily uh, uh, designers tend to look at the average and forget the extremes or the edge cases. And it, it's important to, to look at these two. Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, we once developed a cleaning tool that had a foot operating mechanism. And realized the flaw in it only when we gave a mock-up to some users. Uh, They couldn't use it with their wet barefoot because we never considered that as a a scenario. We never considered users being barefoot uh, in a wet condition to use that uh, cleaning tool. So that's where uh, we realized that we need to be more aware of what are the different Ways our products are going to get used, what are the different uh, ways users use our products in their environment. And that uh, brings us to how designers need to be more inclusive to understand these these needs. On the other side, I believe designers should look beyond creating only great human experiences. Designers have a big role in influencing behavioral changes for a more sustainable future. And this is a more difficult problem to solve. But we have to take that first step so that we look beyond just experiences and look at making the right choices uh, for a sustainable future. Hey, did you know 3M's very high
1: bond VHP tape is used in the metal cladding on Dubai's massive Burj Al Arab hotel, which can endure temperature of up to 230 degrees Celsius. So, Blessing, coming back to 3M, 3M affects every aspect of its customers' lives. With you and your design team at 3M, the unthinkable becomes feasible. As some of the most recognizable brands in the portfolio, you use research to improve people's lives every day. The question that I have for you there, Blessing, is as a design team leader, how do you accelerate teamwork? through geographies, organize events with design teams and agencies, and inspire them to explore new material possibilities.
2: So I can think of uh, three three ways that we, we do it really well. Uh, uh, the first is uh, being a creative catalyst for collaboration. And this is core to how uh, 3M operates. It's about bringing people together to solve complex problems. Uh, We have always seen that if people get together with a common purpose and the right environment is created for them to work together, amazing breakthroughs happen. But it's also a fragile environment and culture and the stories that we tell play an important role in maintaining it. And it requires work. We need to work on building these collaborations and creating that environment uh, where people can actually work together. The second is about building customer intimacy through business partnership. The question is how can design get up close with customers? Uh, it is through great business partnerships. Design is no longer uh, back in work stream anymore, right? Designers need to spend quality time with customers to understand their needs and aspirations. So having that customer intimacy is extremely uh, important. The third is uh, using design cultural drivers uh, in 3M, we focus on uh, design professionalism, storytelling, human centric approach, and uh, technology exploration, among many other uh, design culture drivers. It's important to look at these motivations. Everyone wants to do great work, but do they have the freedom to do it their way? Right? So we focus on what we call as design culture dri- drivers to get people to to work on things that they are passionate uh, about and bring out the best uh, in them.
1: Wow, interesting, absolutely beautiful. In fact, uh, we are of course also able to respond to the fact that we have had a massive emphasis on the healthcare sector specifically. We've learned how dedicated is 3M to help medical professionals globally by increasing the manufacturing of goods that support the healthcare sector. In fact, so many individuals now using masks. Um, uh, you know, uh, even even probably are aware of that. You know, large chunk of these masks actually come from uh, 3M. The question that I have for you there, lesson is how can we support design services and citizenship experience through service design and strategic forecasting as a designer
2: this is an extremely relevant question for the current times that we are in right the, the pandemic has put a spotlight on our healthcare uh, systems or the the lack of it and uh, 3M uh, not only really increased production to support our frontline workers but also ensured that the right products reach them in time and even partnered with other companies and top uh, research institutes to co-create and enable development of uh, new solutions but when I think of what what designers can uh, really do, right, uh, it is by understanding uh, some of the trends and the challenges that uh, the healthcare workers and patients are facing right, before really getting into any technology or uh, product. Because it, uh, it's, it's not just the physical products uh, that are needed in, in this space and in this current time. There is a huge support system, which includes uh, need for right communication, data analytics, uh, mental health uh, support systems, and and many more, where design can play uh, a role uh, in solving these uh, these problems. Uh, Let me give you an example. In a skill-based volunteering program called the 3M Impact, under 3M Sustainability Framework of Science for Community, 3M brings employees from across the globe to solve some of the toughest challenges in our communities. I was part of this program recently, and we did it virtually to help a, a healthcare NGO based in Mumbai. And we focused on uh, developing their brand and communication strategy so that they could connect better with uh, doctors, donors, and volunteers, who would uh, in turn then help serve their patients much better. So there were no products uh, involved in that, but really about sharing our expertise and know-how, which really helped them uh, build uh, a solution that was much uh, better than what they had. And it all boiled down to, Uh, sharing our understanding and our learnings on design thinking uh, and the scenario mapping and basically understanding what uh, the end user needs are uh, and the importance of empathy in defining the needs of uh, these end users. So design can really play a a big role beyond just uh, products and uh, related service solutions too uh, in in the current times.
1: Absolutely well said. In fact, uh, taking a cue from your, your answer in terms of product design and co-creation, which have become very, very powerful uh, mediums. We have to remember that empathy is important when planning future digital services. The future can be really terrible for uh, others. Many individuals sometimes prefer alternative preferences and have different interests that do not match the perspective of the designer. So the question that I have for you next lesson is, How can designers truly understand this and make a meaningful product for its customers?
2: I believe that designers must start by understanding the end user's uh, needs, their desires, their aspirations, and their anxieties. Uh, That's absolutely the the starting point. If they do that, uh, then... uh, the, the chances of going wrong is very less, right? You will be able to understand some of these alternate preferences uh, upfront uh, because, they, because you understand their their needs and uh, not just the needs that they articulate, but also the needs that they are unable to articulate through observation, right? And you get to know some of these edge cases because a lot of time people focus on the mainstream, right, the, the average. And based on data or observation, they just look at what's mainstream and forget to address what are some of these edge cases. And that's where the real insights lie on how people might uh, struggle to uh, use a product or how they might be using it in in different ways from what uh, you have uh, have plans for. Right? And a way to bring that out is by building personas. And designers do that all the all the time. It's just that they need to go deeper into understanding uh, something that's beyond the obvious, right? beyond what they see, uh, linking uh, what they see into uh, or connecting the dots to make sure that they decode these unique preferences and patterns. Right, and uh, time needs to be spent on on doing that. Uh, a lot of time designers are rushed to come out with uh, insights. And what they come out with is just information and and data. But if you uh, take care in building your personas and understanding your user uh, and their preferences and patterns, you get to see uh, the reason behind why certain things are happening. And that helps you to understand the complex ecosystem into which your solutions must fit. Right, so that you're not struggling to change that ecosystem to fit uh, your products, but you're getting your products and solution to fit into this ecosystem that makes it useful for your uh, end user.
1: Wow, interesting. In fact, uh, you know, while you mentioned about user personas, the research is another important element when it comes to design. And when you communicate your point of view, you will sometimes have a much greater effect. In fact, you must connect the dots between the market and design objectives. To do this, we use all available business data to demonstrate how powerful design can be. There's a lot of research that successful design affects the companies as well. The question that I have for you that lesson is, how do designers help to transform markets or say products in companies by transporting sense and value to the end user. And 3M is is known to do that with with a variety of interesting product, both in B2B and B2C segment. So maybe you could touch upon um, a a case from your experience as well.
2: True, and uh, I think this is, uh, because design is a business enabler, right? And we need to realize that it is truly a business enabler and to realize its true potential, one has to start with the business problem and then from there take a step back to understand the real needs that the customers are uh, facing, right? the, the challenges that they are, uh, they're facing. So you have a business problem and then you take a step back to understand the real customer challenges. This needs to be done before design objectives are framed. Often designers are happy to start with just the design objectives without asking the, the tough questions around the why. Right. Why are we even doing this project? Right? And uh, these questions take time, it disrupts the, the flow, but they are really important uh, in, in making that difference. So that transition from the business problem to the design objective is an important process to create the right level of uh, impact. And you need the right design talent and process to unlock this true business potential by adding value to the customer.
1: Exciting. In fact, you know, while you were talking about this, I was thinking about the future studies as a practice, which are concerned with the plurality of the future itself. The fact that there's no single future. In fact, there are several options available to us and the choices we make now take us to the future. The question that I have for you next lesson is how can you convey the effect? that design will have on an organization to stakeholders? And what obstacles do you face in doing so?
2: That's, that's an interesting question. Uh, and my response to that is, don't a designer's mind live in the future? They have the, this ability to decode complex patterns and creative, uh, create narratives of what the future could be. right? And, and the beauty is uh, that, uh, that they can do it from different points of view. Uh, This approach allows for exploring various possibilities that actually become choices uh, for the stakeholders. It gives the stakeholders uh, a peek into what that future could be. But uh, you should also understand that uh, you can never have all the information when you start off. That's why uh, you need to study trends. And one should also be agile in in our approach to dealing with the complexity of an evolving uh, system. And a few ways of uh, talking about the future is through scenario mapping, visualization, and s- storytelling. And designers do that all, all the time. Right? Well, the core part of what they do is to build these scenarios, on, which are basically future scenarios of what could happen based on what they observe today. And they are able to visualize them and tell that in, in a story that connects at an emotional level hey did you know for the sixth year in
1: a row 3m has been designated one of the world's most ethical companies by ethisphere a powerful statement about the significance of honesty and integrity at 3m wow absolutely well said in fact uh, this is one of the ways for the customers to connect and engage uh you know with with an organization deeply and, and that's why we see um, there's so much of loyalty that uh, customers hold with, uh, with, with, with the products that they use. And um, I've been a loyal 3M customer for last couple of years in terms of certain consumer products. You know, the, the, the colorful post-its that we keep using at design school and at our offices is, is something that, uh, you know, comes from 3M as well. And while we've been talking about these interesting products, your journey, and, um, uh, you know, the trends in the world of design, let's start talking about blending technology here. New generation of designers' blessing are taught to combine technology and business, allowing them to move more quickly through diverse spheres and link more dots. And And, and, and you are an example of that. Conversations between multidisciplinary people are becoming more common and design thinking aids in bridging the divides between our ideas. The question that I have for you there, lesson is can design thinking expand beyond its current focus on products, services, and experiences to become even more upstream out there?
2: Uh, Rohit, it's good to know that you are using some of our iconic uh, products, I, I, I hope you keep uh, using them and enjoy them. Uh, to answer your question, I feel that design is already moving upstream uh, because it, it is truly a creative catalyst for customer insights, collaboration and brand experience. If you look closely at the problems designers have been solving in the past two decades, it's clear as to how strategically important design is to a brand. Design is already defining and solving business challenges with a broader approach beyond just products and solutions. But the real challenge in moving upstream, however, is our ability to broaden the scope and understand the real impact of the problems we are trying to solve. Design thinking helps us the right questions uh, to to these problems. It also empowers the stakeholders to accept ambiguity in a very structured manner. It puts them in in a comfort zone, at the same time uh, pushing them to move beyond their comfort zone. Design also uh, brings diverse minds together, creating an inclusive environment for great ideas to thrive. But you should also realize that all this can slow down the process initially. Uh, like, you know, people tend to uh, like agreement more than disagreement, right? And that's why we need a certain level of maturity and a strong design leadership for design to thrive uh, in an organization. For design to truly move beyond just products and services and experiences, designers need to look beyond just design objectives. Uh, That's what I, I think. I feel that understanding real business challenge and the brand's need is critical. Knowing the trends and the user's ecosystem well uh, goes a long way in how you can move upstream. And with that, you need to build good partnerships because you can't solve all the problems yourself. You need to find the right partners to, to work with. And within your organization and outside, you need to be a design thought, thought leader. Right? And all this comes together to really push you up the stream.
1: Well, that's an... In- Impressive thought lesson and and quite well said, uh, like your other thoughts as well, when you speak about thought leadership. And while continuing talking about technology, as creators, we're responsible for ensuring that consumers have a positive experience with a product and a brand. So we must consider how technology is transforming that experience. How do you think industrial design will evolve in the future taking into account issues such as AI-driven tools and generative design, as well as whether this will change the
2: position of the designer in future? Uh, Good question again. I I think the future is really bright for designers. Uh, See, with all the developments happening in uh, AI and ML, uh, designers will actually have more tools to enhance their understanding of user behaviors and pattern finding. This will enable better and faster prototyping, as well as testing of their solutions with a wider set of uh, users. Uh, It'll enable them to focus on more complex and wicked problems because of the, uh, the solutions that you have with all the technology that you have at your disposal. And we are already seeing how this is enabling the creation of better brand experiences that connect with customers taking healthcare into more remote locations and improving accessibility for many. These are a few examples of how uh, AI and ML are actually uh, helping designers uh, solve more complex problems.
1: That's interesting. And how, interestingly, rather than looking at it as uh, an area of concern or challenge, how do you actually use this, empower yourself, to design better is an interesting thought process. You know, sticking on to that uh, uh, lesson, technological advancements have now given companies all over the world a tremendous edge. There's also a dark side of it that we cannot ignore. The question that I have for you there is, how do we build an ethical framework for the future?
2: Uh, Rohit, uh, this is a great topic for actually a whole chat series. Uh, We are witnessing the power of data and how it can be used or misused. Uh, Designers uh, really have a role to play in influencing positive change by being the the voice of that end user uh, within the organization. And for this, uh, designers should pay attention to the complexities of uh, data tracking and and trade. That's just one part of it. Another one is the impact of uh, behavioral design. To give you an example, we are working on uh, on making roads safer by understanding the non-cognitive behavioral aspect and how design can decode them. And this is going to go a long way in making our roads safer and saving lives. But on the other hand, we can see that these studies on behavioral aspect uh, can lead to threats like dark patterns, UI, that influences behavioral changes. How do we really overcome uh, these? And then the third one uh, is around uh, inclusive uh, design. Right? Uh, as you know that every design decision uh, has a potential to include or exclude uh, customers. Right? So how do we uh, work around uh, these, these topics? I, I believe that it boils down to upholding human rights, establishing high standards on usability and user experience.
1: Wow, interesting and blessing. While we really wish to continue the conversation with you, but due to paucity of time, it brings us to our last question. At Avantika University, we've coined the term "designering," which is the blended approach of design and engineering. The question that I have for you is, do you think these terms can converge
2: and meet at the same point? Do you see that this is a valid philosophy? I believe that designers and engineers work together to create great products. And it's the convergence of their skills that drive success for brands. And I think it's important to understand the, uh, the difference in how they approach the same problem. While design focuses on creating options, keeping the end user at the heart of the problem-solving process, engineers obsess over optimizing solutions for manufacturing. And both are critical to the success of the product. So what matters is whether you understand the different strengths and the point of view that both bring in, in creating value for business and the end user.
1: Wow, that is interesting. Thank you so much, Blessing, for joining us as a part of this conversation, as a part of our show. I'm sure there's a lot for our listeners to take home from this conversation. Thank you so much for doing this.
2: Thank you, Rohit, for having me.
1: Hello, Samyadeep, and continuing our conversation ahead with you, what I wish to know from you, Samyadeep, how do you see branding as a domain evolving and what are the exciting areas that we can expect in the branding domain in the coming days?
3: Well, Rohit, uh, that's a very interesting question once again. Um, so, you know, branding is going to be evolving, uh, you know, in because it has to reflect the changes in the customers um know, consumers minds and the way consumers react to um, you know um, cues i mean visual cues and design cues so um one very important thing that is happening is you know uh, today all of us i mean the consumers we are very aware of the you know of the different kind of um, you know messages that are going around different brands that are coming up so you've got to be really very really, very cautious in terms of how you go about portray yourself, uh, portraying yourself. Portraying um, yourself. Another important thing is that the life, the entire life cycle that you know of of a brand to go and establishing uh, to go and establish itself has kind of, uh, according to me, slightly reduced. So now you don't have to necessarily wait for. Uh, um, a longer period to go and create an impression. Influencer marketing is something that is coming up really strongly. Technology intervention is also something that has increased. So, all in all, one can say that consumers are very aware, they are receptive, they are wanting to listen to the right things, and brands have to ensure that they are going about making the right pitches. Using the mediums effectively, and most importantly, uh, they are creating an engaging promise uh, with respect to the products and services that they are wanting to offer. So, going forward, I see the relationships between brands and consumers getting even more stronger. Lot of participation, lot of user generated content coming in, and you know, the relationship has to go. Um, Ahead from being just a transactional one to something that is far more stronger, and uh, technology also is going to play a very important role there.
1: Well, that's that's brilliantly put, Samyadip, and I completely align with your thought process in terms of how all these stakeholders and external elements need to come together to create this entire success. However, what I also wish to know from you is how is this new branding evolution specifically impact entrepreneurs and family-owned businesses, in your opinion?
3: Right. So uh, let's talk about entrepreneurs first. Now, you know, when you go about starting a business, obviously the operational issues, um, you know, they take precedence to begin with. But at the same time, it's also very important to understand that essentially you want a lot of, uh, you know, attention to come to you. You are probably eyeing for an investor's, um, you know, to come up and invest in your idea you are wanting to attract quality talent to be part of your vision now all of this is not possible if you are not communicating the promise well so although there might be you know an impression that okay uh, a new company may not necessarily need branding but the fact of the matter is you know entirely the opposite of it you know if you are a new company you need it even more so um, a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of aware of this now so i find that they are more receptive to the idea um, there are also certain myths which are associated with branding sometimes it is uh, you know mistaken with advertising therefore uh, you know the question of having a big media budget um, you know comes up occasionally um, but then you know i find that uh, you know, entrepreneurs are more aware nowadays and everyone understands that you've got to go and create an impression there um you know, you are in a competitive space so it's very important to get noticed it's very important to create the right kind of buzz you know you know around your enterprise and the promise that you are wanting to deliver and um, when we're talking about family-owned businesses the same thing applies even there um mostly because in case of family owned businesses you would have the the new generation taking over uh, most of them probably have uh, you know um uh, taken, um, you know, education from abroad or, or, you know, probably going to, um, gone to institutions where they have, um, you know, learned about, uh, um, you know, modern marketing or, you know, how one should go about doing the branding in the right manner. And when they come back and when they're wanting to join, you know, the family business, they would probably want to act as a change agent, you know, or want to make the relevant changes and want to essentially up the game. And that's where Branding becomes very, very crucial because um, in case of family owned businesses, you go to, um, you know, kind of bridge the gap between um, the previous generations or the previous uh, generation's thought process and uh, the new generation's ideas. And that synergy is very, very important because there is a lot of things that can be taken forward, um, you know, which are part of legacy and it can be blended with new ideas, new perspectives and something very interesting and relevant can be, um, can be created. And that's where Tricycle comes in. And we want to work with family owned businesses and entrepreneurs and, and, you know, um, allow them to go about uh, leveraging the potential of strategic plan building and, um, you know, go about creating um, a greater promise you know, out of their ventures.
1: Well, wow, that's absolutely well said, Deep. This was a really amazing conversation with you across the entire month. Um, thank you so much for doing this and inspiring and guiding our listeners. We are sure some of our listeners would like to engage with TriCycle in uh, much more depth and they will reach out to you through the uh, social media channels. Thank you so much, Samyadeep, for doing this with us.
3: Thank you, Rohit. It's a pleasure.
0: Hey there, we hope you enjoyed our show. Do write to us on ads at the rate avantika.edu.in. We look forward to your opinions, feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show. Do tune in our channel next week on Wednesday for a new story on Hubhopper or wherever you get your podcast from. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.